0: you're listening to the Business of Branding Podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur ready to connect with more of those hack-ass clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale and aligned business my hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself welcome to another episode of the business of branding podcast i'm here with berkeley she's an attorney who works with female entrepreneurs coaches and online business owners she works with women to get their businesses legally protected so they can have Peace of mind and focus on the parts of their business that they love. Um, Berkeley, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) on, Nikki. (laughs) Yeah, this is great. I feel like we've been like trying to do this for a while, so I'm happy to like finally get get it together and get you on here. Um, We met. I was trying to think back of. To when you and I had met. So, Berkeley and I are both in South Florida. So, we've met in person, which I love when that happens in like the, and then you're both in like the online space. Um, but then I remembered that I met you at that uh, coffee and co working event down at uh, in West Palm at Pira Vida.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love those co working groups. And... I know.
0: I was happy to meet you because I was like, oh, Someone who like I was happy to meet you just in general. And then I like finding out that you did legal stuff, I was like, Oh yeah, like I need someone like that in my life. I don't have like anyone in like (laughs) legal space. And you know, how many times just being like a business owner and just in life are you like, Oh, I wish I had someone to like bounce this off of.
1: Right. And same with me, like I am fairly new in this online business world, um, at least with my own online business, mm-hmm. um, and to see that you're like a little bit more like in the weeds and oh yeah, and have been doing it for years. It was like so nice to, I mean, you've been such a resource to me and huh. growing my own business. So,
0: yeah. Okay. So let's go back. So I want to hear more about your, how you got into law to begin with, like, your dad's an attorney, right? So it's probably just like been Mm -hmm. in your world. Um and so what was what was that like? Like from high school, going into law, et cetera.
1: So yeah, my dad's an attorney. He does business litigation. So he is like the typical trial attorney. Um, and he's kind of like a bulldog. Like he advocates for people, he like loves the fight, he loves like being in the courtroom. And he's so passionate about that. Mm -hmm. So I saw like this passion for his work, but I also saw him have like an amazing work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Um, so he owns his own firm. And so growing up, he was like always at our games. He was always able to like mentally check out and, um, be really present and, and, and be there like time-wise also like compartmentalize
0: Um, work clients that all stays there and exactly. I'm checking out and I'm going to be dad
1: right like you hear him yelling on the phone with his clients like trying to talk sense into them and then he shuts the door to his office and he's like hi like I love you do you want to go to dinner like how is your day like and such compartmentalization mm-hmm. um
0: and and I always like can we get him that. on the podcast to talk about that
1: oh absolutely <laughs> I think that's a male thing too like yeah <laughs>
0: true Um, like they're like less emotionally attached to like what's happening like still super passionate about it but like able to just like click the switch and move on like females I like hang on to things I'm like oh I'm bringing this shit to the morning oh I'm taking it home yeah Yeah. (laughs) I did that last Um, night to today I know (laughs) I,
1: I it's and it's hard to do right so like seeing him have this career that he was passionate about, but also have this like work-life balance. um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go into law. I'm going to work for my dad, take over the practice, like have the same thing, because like this is what I want. And I loved reading and writing. Law was like a natural fit anyway for me. Like after college, I was an English major, psychology minor, law is very much English and psychology mixed. And so I just went to law school straight out of um, college, kind of without giving it a second thought. Um, And it wasn't until I got to law school and I was like, "Um, this like doesn't feel right. This like does not feel like a fit um, because everyone was so into it. And so like, um, and like my my now ex-husband, who was my boyfriend all throughout law school was like, number two in our class like into you know moot court into all these things and I keep thinking
0: about um I keep thinking about legally blonde (laughs) like I don't know why like that's like my interpretation you know a lot of
1: similarities right like and I'm bubbly and I was in law school in Boston and blonde and like yeah um and and just like and i love to bake like i love to laugh i like to go out to dinner i like having friends you know and i felt like everyone was so focused to a degree that i was not like mm-hmm. i had these like i wanted to be a, a young mom like i knew i was going to get married soon after law school i wanted to have four kids like i just wanted to bake cookies with them and like also have a career that i loved and like that mindset was just so not there in Mm. law school. And it wasn't what everybody else who was like, I'm going to work at these firms and I'm going to bill 90 hours a week. And like, I'm going to make partner and like, I'm going to climb that ladder. And I'm like, I really want to perfect this banana bread recipe. Like, it's just not quite right, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah. I think
1: that that was like a parent, um, to my law school classmates, I got voted most likely to quit the practice of law and become a housewife.
0: Really? Um,
1: I did. Yeah. I'm a little salty about it still.
0: Um, (laughs) I'm still pissed. If you're listening, she's still pissed. I'm
1: still like a little salty about it, but, but I think it just goes to show like my heart wasn't there. Like I didn't, I felt like there was more to the practice of law than like billing 90 hours a week. Mm. Um, So shortly out of law school, I started a lifestyle blog. So you
0: finished law school and graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Graduated,
1: you know, good grades, whatever. Graduated, passed the bar the first time, um, moved back to Florida.
0: Were you talking like, were you having conversations about like, like with your dad or whoever of like, this doesn't feel like a fit, but I'm going to finish it anyway
1: so I was always going to finish. Like it never crossed my mind that I wasn't going to finish. Um, But I did have those like struggles, like after 1L and 2L year, when I didn't get accepted into the big firms, like Mm. I applied for these big firm jobs that I knew I didn't want, but then was like heartbroken when I didn't get it, you know? And I'm like, (laughs) and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, where
0: lot of self-sabotage happening. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A psychologist would have a field day with like 22 year old Berkeley.
0: Hilarious.
1: (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I, I knew I was going to finish. Um, and I knew I had a job waiting for me. I just didn't want to work for my dad right away. Um, Mm -hmm. and I didn't, I worked in house for a company for a year before I worked for him. Um, but I started this lifestyle blog because I was like, I love talking about motherhood and like, um, I think, you know, like uh, maybe two years out of law school, I became a mom. So I got uh-huh. kind of in like motherhood, um, cooking. And I also like wanted to educate women on the law of like the legal things in their everyday life. So like, what are the legal implications of joining bank accounts with your spouse? Like, what do mm-hmm. you do when you get pulled over? things that just people are like interested in, you know? Yeah. Um, So I joined like Julie Solomon's Influencer Academy. I joined like a lot of these online female entrepreneur communities, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get this, like trying to monetize this lifestyle blog to have an income blogging so that I wouldn't have to do litigation. Because at this point in my career, I had started working for my dad. I was doing litigation. I literally would tear up at a email from opposing counsel. That was like rude. I, I don't have the same temperament as my dad. And actually I, I have much thicker skin having done it for seven years. Yeah. And, and now I, I do have a little bit of fight in me. And I
0: litigation means like litigation means you're like in the courtroom representing Mm -hmm. someone. Litigation is like after
1: you get sued. So, say you get a demand letter, and then somebody sues you. That's when you would come to me in my litigation career, um, and be like, "Hey, I just got this lawsuit," mm. and then we represent you. We respond. We take depositions. Mm-hmm. We go to court. Go to trial. That whole all the thing. things, yeah, all the things. So. I started doing that a year out of law school and I just did not have the temperament for it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I'm in these online communities with these women who are starting their own online businesses, trying to monetize them. And I'm becoming kind of like the legal person to go to when they have questions like, hey, I know I'm supposed to have like a privacy policy. Like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I know you're supposed to have it. So I started Educating myself on like the legal issues that came up in the online space, Mm. just because I was like a resource for these friends, these like new friends, you know? Yeah.
0: These digital virtual friends. Digital virtual friends, which are like the best, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you, okay, so you're in these communities and, um, what you're saying though, is like, it wasn't like you didn't like just immediately know all the stuff about online businesses. Like it's not the no. same, like they're not teaching that in law school.
1: No. So I knew about trademarks because I took an intellectual property class. You know, I knew about mm-hmm. copywriting your work. Um, I knew about forming an LLC or a corporation to protect your personal assets. Um, but like, I didn't take an internet privacy law class, you know, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once you're a lawyer, even most lawyers who specialize in something, they didn't learn everything they know in law school. Like they Mm. take continuing legal education courses, um, or they find someone in that practice area and like educate themselves on it.
0: Yeah. To like niche down into a certain like area of expertise. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So once you were in these communities and you started, like, were you all of a sudden, like, so did the blog dissipate or were you all of a sudden like, <laughs> oh, I can start creating a business, like supporting other female entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah. So it sort of, um, like morphed into that. Like I saw that I had skills to offer to people who I wanted to help. And to mm-hmm. people who I wanted to work with, because it's like in my litigation career, like not only is is the work not really what I want to be doing forever. It's stressful. It's combative. But my clients are sixty year old developers, <laughs> male developers, you know. Right. And I just don't get the same. Um, I don't fulfillment exactly as I do helping you helping other women who I'm like friends with you know and I identify with their cause and I identify with their like work yeah Um, so yeah yeah
0: okay so then the birth of like Berkeley Sweet Apple came of I'm gonna open online shop Yes. Create contracts. What is like, when you were in those online communities, like what was the number one thing that or like the top things that you were seeing that these women were struggling with like contracts? yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say mostly like fear. I would say it was like a mental block. Like a lot of them were like, I have this idea and I want to start selling it, but I'm afraid I'm going to get sued. And that fear holds me back.
0: That's so interesting. Like that's never crossed my mind as like a female entrepreneur. Right.
1: And and there are people who there are people who um it does and it doesn't. Yeah. I was just this like podcast, it's um like Dr. Amin, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the people who don't have any like people say bad things about anxiety, like anxiety is bad. And he's mm-hmm. like, anxiety is not bad. A healthy level of anxiety is what keeps you from dying. Right. And- and it's the same with like businesses, like, and, and don't sell yourself short. You do have a healthy level of anxiety, you know? Oh,
0: like, I've got more than a healthy level of anxiety. You're like, <laughs>
1: I know I need legal. Like maybe you, maybe you started your business anyway, you know, but you knew in the back of your mind, yeah. I need legal. It's there. I'm going to deal with it later, but it's there. Yeah. You know, and most people have that. And some people, it stops them
0: completely from starting. Mm and it's either like that or something else that like those types of people too i feel like it's like always will find something to like hold them from like moving forward and bringing the thing to life or like doing the thing or being the thing yeah
1: right if it's not legal it's perfect branding or
0: right something something yeah, yeah. um okay so we start the shop we get everything up and going and um What is it? What is are you doing litigation at all anymore? Like what is your day now like? I'm doing a lot less of it. Mm -hmm. So
1: I still have cases from before I launched my business. Um that because litigation takes years, like for cases to go to trial. So I have a few active cases. And then when my female entrepreneur clients who I help with contracts and like other things starting out, when they Mm -hmm. have problems. Like they get a demand letter. Um, I usually take those on, even though it's not my favorite thing to do. I feel like I know how to do it. It's not, it's actually become a lot less painful for me to do Mm -hmm. litigation just because I think of like you get desensitized. Yeah. Um, and I like to just like help my friends if they're in trouble.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's a good (laughs) thing. (laughs) <laughs> a.k.a. Berkeley's a good friend to have <laughs> I like to help my friends if they're I like
1: help. No, I just feel bad I'm like I don't want to do this but
0: yeah I can do I, it. I can't see you go down <laughs> right <laughs> um so with with what you're doing now and like all of the contract work and things like that what is your what is your favorite stuff to be doing now are you baking banana bread still
1: um, you know, I have not baked in a very long time um, <laughs> and I think it's because I found other things that fulfill me.
0: Yeah. You know? uh-huh.
1: Um, so I just, we talked about this a little bit off the podcast yesterday, but I just started doing these VIP days,
0: Amazing. Um,
1: which I love, like they are my favorite thing to do. Um, so basically what it is, it's an intensive day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a six-hour day where we do all of your legal stuff. Cool. So we do contracts, online website policies, trademarks, um, anything that you're like struggling with that you kind of want to like strategize like legally and think through like LLC stuff, maybe you even have like a conflict or like a potential conflict. Mm -hmm. It's just like an intensive day where you can leave after the day feeling like everything's done and you have peace of mind Mm -hmm. in your business.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: And I just love the one-on-one work, you know?
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, I love the one-on-one work. I also really am attracted to the VIP day format as a like busy entrepreneur myself. I'm like these things Mm -hmm. get brushed to the side, or then I have like a million other things going on. Um, to be able to just like carve out, okay, I know I'm gonna get this done. This is everything that's gonna get accomplished. I feel like for me, like I feel peace of mind. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. This feels like a productive day. Done.
1: Totally. And like legal work, like even the quickest law firm, like there's turnaround time because there's like rounds of revisions. So like right. I, I do a contract for you and I'm like, hey, I still have questions about X, Y, and Z. It takes you a week to get back to me with your revisions. Then it takes me a week to fit you into my schedule to like change it. Uh huh. This could
0: go on. This like- is the same thing for like website design or brand identity design. And that's why I love doing Absolutely. that in like the VIP day format. Oh yeah,
1: and I did something similar to like what you offer um in a different kind of industry where it was like you think of it that it's going to take forever and it, someone just knocked it out in a day and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, just the time
0: saving mm-hmm.
1: like aspect of so this valuable." Is yeah. Yeah,
0: agreed. I've done 2 VIP almost I've done 2 VIP days um like with other other people. Um, I did one with Brittany long, who is a, um, she is an email copywriter and she does, uh, I had her write all my launch emails for a product, digital product that I launched a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that was like one day sitting, we've got through like basically 15 emails, which would wow. have taken me like so long to write all these emails. I ended up like taking all the copy from the emails and turning it into the sales page copy, which then I did a VIP day with this other designer. Her name's Mackenzie Nader, um, to do my entire sales page design for the product. And I took everything from the emails, turned it into all the sales page copy. And that was done in a day too. And it was That's like, amazing. it was awesome.
1: You just feel such relief. Like that yeah. you just knock it out.
0: Yeah. yeah, I have for everyone listening. There's another episode. If you go back a little bit, I don't know the uh, episode number, but her uh, Sarah Massey is her name, and um, she is like the day rate VIP day guru. So, well, my, the one that I go to anyway for all the questions. And I did an episode with her where she talks all about um, day rates and VIP days. So, go listen to that if you're interested. Well, I need
1: to that yeah
0: so yeah definitely go check that one out it was good okay so if you could um like if you could go back in time and speak to your younger self maybe like 22 year old Berkeley who was like getting rejected by these big firms that you actually didn't want to work at anyway um what is one piece of advice that you would offer um when it comes to like career development and like now the journey that you've like found yourself on
1: oh my gosh Okay. Well, I, and I feel like this piece of advice could um, really be applied to like 22 year old me in every single aspect of my life. Mm. Um, But just that, like, if you believe something can happen and like, you really want something, Mm. believe that it exists and don't settle for less than that. Like, don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Just be patient. And like, be determined. Be disciplined. Work for it, but like know that it exists mm. and that you can create it.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's like if you if you can think it, then you can do it. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think it if it like if you couldn't make it happen, right? Right.
1: And I think I think so often it's like our mindset that holds us back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and and that's like another part of these VIP days that I love doing is like I just had one with my friend. Alex, who's um, who's a doula and she's a little bit younger than than me. Um and and I can tell like it's her, it's her mindset, you know, like she has all of these skills. Mm. But when you're when you're in a community that isn't as like when you're not in the female entrepreneur community where you're like, if you dream it, you can do it. You know? It's hard sometimes to like believe in yourself and believe that you can can do it. Even if you have all the skills. Yeah, totally. But I love these VIP days because it's like you get to connect one-on-one with these women, not just legal, but like light.
0: Yeah. Business, you know, all and like that. deep dive in, get to know them, get to work with them and like create transformation for them. Right. Yeah. So good. Um, so kind of just like skipping back a second where you were talking about your dad with kind of like that work-life balance um how do you now like integrate that balance with your being a mom having someone who you're dating right running a business and having like still access stuff from like your litigation career yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Like, well, I'm not. Well,
1: uh, yeah, you skipped a very important part, which is, do I?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, do you I, have a balance? What does that, and if so, what does that look like?
1: <laughs> I try really hard to have a balance. So, yeah. for instance, like Friday afternoons, um, I pick up my son from school, like two twenty, no matter what we have like an afternoon together where it's just me and him, mm-hmm. um, I make sure I exercise every day. Like if I don't, I, and I usually tie that into the dating. So like, I'll go mm-hmm. with my boyfriend so I can yeah. ask quality time and exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I mean, I work in the morning and I work at night, like, so I can have those chunks of time yeah. with people during the day, but, and
0: your oven to bake,
1: I need to do more of that.
0: (laughs) I I want banana bread. I'm really hungry right now. So I'm just (laughs) fixated on the fact that you love baking and apparently perfected the banana bread recipe during law school. So
1: gosh, (laughs) yeah. But balance is like a struggle. Like I have weeks where I'm like, I killed it this week. Like Mm -hmm. everybody got attention. My work is complete. I exercised, I ate well. But honestly most weeks don't feel like that. Like this yeah. week I had a week where I'm like I need to I need to do better. Like I need to figure out a better system, you know?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So I have those all the time. True. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think I, that like the work life balancing is hard. Like it's it's also I think it's also hard when you are not like at an establishment or like at an office somewhere that you like leave your computer at, or like, you know, whatever totally. it is that you just like shut the door, say goodbye to your coworkers and like go carry on with like your day. Like I find myself struggling with that. I like, I will, you know, finish my work day, technically, whatever that means. And then like I bring my laptop like out and it's like on the Island and I'm like, it's open. And I'm like, Oh, I got an email. Like, okay. Like, let me answer that. And it's like, you know, I just, I find myself often getting like caught up in that and not being able to just root like ruthlessly, like shut it down. And
1: And it's not just our laptops, right? Like those are big and clunky and like a little bit easier to kind of be like, I'm not going to have my laptop out, but like, what about our phones? You know, like I get email notifications, like yeah. I get ad notifications. I get Instagram notifications. Like, yeah. I have to. It's 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 really hard to compartmentalize. Like in the same way, my dad in the 1990s was able to like, you know, turn off his phone because they like, didn't like have come to, to, to baseball, baseball or come to baseball Yeah, or volleyball, whatever.
0: You're so, like, it was volleyball. It was volleyball, okay. No <laughs> <laughs> it was volleyball. Um, no, totally. I agree. I saw me the other day. I think I reposted it on my Instagram and it was like, imagine if Instagram closed at five, like imagine if like every platform or like your email, like I, can I do that? It's is anyone listening? Like, can I actually shut off like these apps stop working at five or four or whatever? Like you just can't even go on them. I don't get email notifications after a certain time. Like can't open them. Like yeah.
1: no, nope, there's no like ignore, ignore this notification. I'm gonna open them. That would know? be
0: real, yeah, because I just ignore it. Like I don't even have Instagram on my home screen anymore or like there. I have to actually like search for it now. And that's definitely like limited the amount of time I spend on that specific platform. I also, I mean, if you're listening here and you follow me on Instagram, you probably don't see anything because I have horrible reach on Instagram, but I talk about how, like, it's just like the non-working platform for me. Like I show up there in some capacity, like for work, but, um, you know, I think there's like 31,000 people like quote unquote doing air quotes right now, like following me. And I I think I get like under a hundred views on my stories. And it's like my mom and like people I like, you know, friends that like aren't ever going to be clients or stuff like that. I'm like, no, this does nothing for me. Like this platform does nothing for me. I don't know why I'm here. So I've actually like started creating this, like I'm like, I don't have to be on here. And because I'm like, I don't have to be on here. I'm list building in all these <laughs> other ways. Like I'm, I'm, I've I'm got like great referral system in my business. I'm like, I don't have to be here all the time. And it's like been game changer for my mental, like state of, I gotta be on, I gotta see what's going on. I need to be checking in. I need to be posting, like whatever it is. That's amazing. Yeah. I, a blessing and a curse because it'd kind of be cool if it was doing something for, you know. Don't know,
1: that about your story views. I mean, I get like, if I post a picture of me and my boyfriend one or an outfit selfie, I get 700 story views. Yeah. If I post a video talking about something important to me or something legal, it's under a hundred. I'm like,
0: and you're like, but this is what I'm here for. Like, yeah. Like I'm just like Yeah. Um okay, reeling it back in. So obviously the moral of the story is none of us have work-life balance and we are inundated with notifications. So we'll just move I would on. love some tips.
1: Like <laughs> I I would I'm very open to suggestions. Like this is-
0: I know I need like a suggestion box for a digital suggestion box for stuff like that gets talked about in the podcast like this, for example, one thing that I did is like, I did turn off all notifications on my phones. So like, I don't get those little red flags anymore of like, Oh, you have three unread what or whatever it is like on Instagram. Like I don't get any of those little red bubbles anymore that show up mm-hmm. like on an app. So that's good. Cause it doesn't like trigger me to go into the app. But for me, I think it's more about the time. Like I need like the time, like, I'm not going to go on this anymore after a certain amount, after a certain time of day or like something like that. Um, That's where I need to like get that figured out. So, okay. Another question is what is the accomplishment that um, you are most proud of like to date? Uh, My son. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Like we have to say that, right?
1: We have yeah. to say it and it was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, that's
0: good. I always feel the same way. Yeah. She's like my greatest accomplishment, my daughter. Yeah. What about your greatest like accomplishment or accomplishment that you're most proud of like in your work? Whether it was like litigation or like taking um, be doing what you're doing now.
1: I would say I'm really proud of myself for um, being like action oriented and following through. Mm -hmm. on something I've like dreamed about for seven years. And in the last year, like I opened up my template shop in January. Um, I worked, I've been working for my dad's firm. So like at no point did I think like, I need to start my own law firm, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but it just became a necessity because, of all of the one-on-one work requests that I was getting. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have like the same branding and like have it yeah. be the same business. And within like, I would say like, I opened my template business in January. And by like March, I had like 10 people wanting things all at the same time. And I knew I needed to like push all of this out in a very like streamlined way. Mm-hmm. I opened up my own law firm did all that annoying like bank account stuff got my malpractice insurance got my payment system got my billing software like I did all of this in literally a week and yeah. like branded like engagement letter branded questionnaires and I feel like I don't know how I did that you know <laughs> but I, I look back and I'm like that was cool like yeah you don't always feel like you, you know, like a lot of the times I'm like thinking about something, dreaming about something, but the implementation
0: to do takes it a long time. It's so interesting. You say that because I, I so resonate with this. And I, I feel like a lot of people will too. Like there's times there's like moments in life where you just like buckle down and do it. And then there's like another season where it's like, I don't know, like that same fire, like isn't there to just like get it done. Totally. And then, and then you're like, how did I do that? I went through
1: a stage and I saw you kind of like post similar stuff, like around the same time. I was feeling like, I don't know where my fire went. Like there was like yeah. a month
0: where I was like, the fire is gone.
1: <laughs> you know?
0: I do not know how to rekindle this
1: fire like I just felt like I had no motivation I felt like um like a lot of negative Mm self-talk and I didn't know like how to get it back you know and and luckily it just it came back um Mm -hmm. but I think (laughs) I think those seasons where like it's where you feel it and you're doing all these things just to know you can do it. Kind of gives you confidence in yourself.
0: Like, like I, could, I could do it again. If if I do I it again. Yeah. Um. I feel those sort of like ebbs and flows of being re- like. Sometimes I just call it like being really in it. Like when I'm like really in the work and I'm like yeah. doing it and I'm buckled down and I'm like creating a new product or launching something new. Um. You know, and then there's these times where I'm just like, sort of like, yeah, like I'm, I, I don't even want to say like uninspired, but like unmotivated to like create another thing or like, you know, uh, unmotivated to like buckle down and get it done, like, and just like be in the work. I used to, I definitely used to feel really like shitty about that. Like, why am I feeling this way? You know, like, do I need to go find a new, new career? Like I would literally like, I still like scour job boards, like all the time, just to like, see what's out there. You know, like I, I don't, sometimes I find it fun. I also love looking at like job descriptions is like a hobby of mine. And I like, um you know, I would like, I've said this before, like, I'd like walk in a coffee shop or like be out student with my husband. And I'd be like, oh, like I could totally work here if my like business doesn't work out. Like I would say that out loud and think of these, mm-hmm. all these like plan Bs because I was feeling like less than or like too tired or unmotivated or uninspired. And I would automatically think that like that equaled, like I'm done and this is never gonna like, right re- like I'm never gonna be excited about this again. Right. And yeah, and so- going through that, like kind of like so many times, like now I look at that when I feel that way, instead of, um, instead of feeling like, oh, I'm never going to be inspired again, or, or this is it. I'm never going to like get excited about it again. I am I look at it as like my period of rest. I'm like, oh, this is like the universe is actually gifting me this time where I'm like not trying to create, 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 because I know that I'm so good at that. Right. I know that when I get an idea, like I'm so good at like turning around and implementing it. Cause I've done it so many times. Like, right. When I do that, I do turn around and I'm like, who, like, I don't even know what vortex I just came out of, but like I was in it and I was doing it. And I like, all of a sudden, like it's done and it's launched, you know?
1: And it makes sense that after you run a marathon, you need to take a nap.
0: Yeah. So it's like just a time of inward. And I think the biggest, like the biggest struggle is like trusting that it's all okay. Because when you're running your own business, you're not on this paycheck. Like, I mean, I'm on a paycheck now, but like if the bank account runs dry, it's my bank account that's running dry. Like the right. bank account, you know? So like now there's a little bit more of like, yeah, I'm, there's like security in the work, but I know before I was like a corporation and had like payroll and was like doing all of that it's very much just like but if I rest I don't make money and if I don't make money this is over
1: do you find that sometimes when you rest that's when the work comes in like yeah I I find sometimes when I'm when I'm like in that fear like that fear mentality that lack mentality like and I'm like oh my god you know, like, yeah, how to, yeah, do it, yeah. How to do it. Nothing's coming in. And the second I'm like, I'm just going to chill. It's all fine. It's like seasons, you know, mm-hmm. I get, I get 10 bookings. Like, yeah, I
0: think of course. My- right. Yeah. Like, of course it happens that way. <laughs> um, yeah, I do find that happens. And I, and I also find that like the, the less Like the more that that happens, like the more that the seasons come and go, the more comfortable I get in the down season that the fear and the negative talk and the like, oh shit, uh, this is all crumbling, like the less that that is like it's not as loud and so like I don't get like 10 bookings all at once anymore. I actually just start to trust the rest. Like I actually right. start to just trust that downtime period. But yeah, I do I, I do agree that like in those moments of, oh shit, like the universe delivered for me and like helped coach me like out of that. And now I have so much more trust in just the seasons of business and like the up and downs that like I... I'm just a little bit more comfortable in it. And I'm like grateful for those times where I'm not like head down in the work. Right. And then I'm always ready for that again. Like right. I'm always like ready for like, all right, I need to create something new or like, okay, I need to like relaunch, like whatever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm then like excited about it. Right. Yeah. It's
1: necessary.
0: Yes. So where do you, where do you see your, um, your brand evolving over the next like five to 10 years?
1: So I'm just sort of like open, like, obviously there's a direction in which I would like it to go, but I'm also, um, just sort of open to seeing how it develops naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, I love what I'm doing now, like working one-on-one, with women. I think I will always need that like human interaction aspect where I feel like I'm actually helping and making a difference, Um, I also love like business development in general. Like it's something that I find really interesting. Like the whole startup kind of process, um, and like how to scale a business in general. Um, I love like doing speaking and engagements, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I think I would like to grow my brand into something a little bit bigger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. But I'm just kind I of. Love
0: all where, of okay. I As we close out. So what are the f- top three things that um, new female entrepreneurs need to have in their business to be legally covered? Um, okay. I have five. I'm sorry. Okay. Give me all five.
1: So <laughs> You need to have a business entity like protecting your personal assets so an LLC or a corporation. You need to have contracts with your clients, um with any of your contractors, any partners you have, any collaborations, like everything needs to be in writing and in a good contract so that your your assets are protected, like your intellectual property is protected, you don't get sued in Alaska if you live in Florida. Um, you know, you go to mediation first, if you want to, before you go to court, like there's so many things that a contract covers, mm-hmm. um, just to make the relationship better between the parties. Um, you need to have website policies. So if you have a website, you need to have a website terms of use, like terms and conditions, um, and a privacy policy. Your terms of use is like your contract with anyone who comes to your site. It's where you disclaim your liability, where you say how disputes are handled, telling your website visitors that this is like your copyright and trademarked stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Your privacy policy is how you tell your users, like how you share their data, how you store and share their data. It's legally required. Um, And if you run ads like Google, Facebook, Instagram requires you to have one. So really important, those things. Um, And if you have a course, like you need a course terms of use. So a lot of like online business owners don't have, like, if they have an online course, like they need separate policies that deal with the purchase of their course and use of their course and course materials. Mm -hmm. You need disclaimers on your website. So if you are like a health coach, you want to have like those disclaimers, like I'm not a doctor, things like that. Right. Um, you, okay. Is that four? What's that? Four, five intellectual property. So copyright trademark. Um, trademarks are like how you own your brand. So if you're a company and you're using a name and you've branded it and you've invested all this money in branding, if somebody in your industry has that name and they've trademarked it they can send you a cease and desist letter for trademark infringement and you're going to have to rebrand or you're going to be sued in federal court. Yeah. So doing that like trademark search, making sure your name's available before you do any branding, um, copywriting your photos, videos, things like that. So that's,
0: that's my top five. I love that. That's, I hear those things and I'm like, need that need that which Berkeley and I just actually had a call yesterday and she's revamping all of my um contracts and stuff and then we were both like oh we're podcasting tomorrow yeah let talk about all this stuff I looked at my
1: schedule I'm like I yeah. think we're again.
0: <laughs> yeah. We will see each other again on um, double dose of each other this week, which has been really nice. Right. Way. So nice. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. All of this is so important. And I think it's things that like, you don't really think like everyone just wants to jump into all the exciting, fun things, right? Like all the like sexy mm-hmm. stuff. Like I want my beautiful website and I want my awesome services and I want everything to look and I need my color palette and all of these things. And it's like, you could spend $27 on that or $5,000 on that and have to redo it all. If it's not, uh, if you can't get it trademarked or if it's taken
1: or if it's taken, or like, if you invest all this money in this business and you're getting income and like, you could have all that income taken away by not having a contract. Yeah. Yeah and like litigation so like my vip days are like somewhere in the range of like say five thousand dollars the retainer i charge if like someone gets sued and i have to take on a lawsuit for them is is like 15 to start yeah to start and lawsuits cost i mean an average lawsuit's like a hundred grand
0: yeah i don't want to do that yeah no um the other thing I just want to reiterate too is like contracts work. Like a lot of people don't think about them. Um, they like know they need it. But like, especially if you're doing those VIP days or that one-on-one work or even like course stuff. Like I've had, I've had clients who have disputed a charge or, um, you know, decided that they were going to change their business direction or that they weren't going to do anything anymore. And it's like, I signed this client on for, you know, three monthly payments of doing X amount of work. And, and I, they took up my schedule. Like that's what someone signed up to do that amount of time. And, you know, they decided at a certain point that like, they weren't going to be doing that anymore. And it's like. You as the provider, rightfully so, like shouldn't just be out that money when you maybe told someone else, no, you didn't have this room for them because, you know, you were working with Jenny for three months and then Jenny decided she didn't want to run her business anymore, whatever it is, right? Like I've had to submit contracts to PayPal. I've had to submit my contracts to Stripe and they've held up and I've like gotten the funds back. It's happened right like two or three times and like
1: chargebacks are a huge issue like you can put a clause in your contract that like deals with chargebacks and like things people have to do before they submit a chargeback yeah penalty fee you know there's like ways to kind of anticipate these bad things happening
0: and i'll just say also like on the uh, like on the consumer end like i I like when I sign up with someone to do some work together and like they send me a contract.
1: Because it's boundaries and we all feel better when there's
0: boundaries. Yeah. Nobody likes feeling
1: in a loosey goosey, like I'll do this for you. You do this for me because it just sets you up for hurt feelings and for feeling resentful. Like if Mm -hmm. somebody doesn't act in the way you think they're supposed to act and then, you're having like an awkward conversation where if it's in a contract, it's like, it's very black and white. Yeah.
0: Like, like it was in the contract.
1: Yeah. Like, Oh, here paragraph two.
0: This is why it's important to read your contracts too. Like when you sign up with someone and, uh, or to work with someone or whatever it is, and they like send you a contract. I mean, I, people just press sign, like just, yeah, I just want to like get started with the work. And that's a lot of, so that's a lot of my work too, is like, if somebody's
1: signing a deal, like an influencer signing a deal with a brand, like I review a lot of influencer contracts because these are long-term contracts and like money's at stake. And maybe there's like a commission, like the language gets tricky, you know, and you want to make sure that like, am I giving away? And we talked about this a little, we won't name names, but like, yeah, just making sure things are fair mm-hmm. and- and you understand what you're getting yourself into,
0: and you there's a room for you to make it feel better. Like yeah. when with contracts, it's not just like this is the contract and that's it. Like I mean, maybe for the other person, but if they want to work with you and they want your business, for you to be able to go back and say, "Hey, I don't really feel comfortable about this in within the contract. What th- does this work? You know, is this okay? Can we adjust? time? The contract? they'll change it." Yeah, exactly. So, you know, also feeling empowered around like, yeah, I read this. I don't agree with something. I'd like to change it or do something that would feel better.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah.
0: Cool. Any last final legal tips for uh, our listeners here?
1: Oh my gosh. So many. No. (laughs) Give us your favorite one. My favorite legal tip. Um, Favorite legal tip. I put you on the spot. I know. I just like so many are coming to mind. I just did my, so I have a series like Monday legal scaries every week where I send out kind of like the bad things I've seen over the years uh-huh. and how to prevent against them. And the last one I did was, um, if you get sued or like get a demand letter, like don't ignore it, hire mm-hmm. an attorney. Um, because if you're ever sued Even if the other party is like, I sued you, but like, let's work this out. If you don't answer, you could get a default judgment against you. And if you get a default judgment and you still just ignore it, like if you just stick your head in the sand after you get sued, you'll get a final judgment against you. They will garnish your your bank account and your bank account will be frozen. They can take the money like coming in. It's a continuing writ of garnishment. And then you have to like jump through all of these hoops to get that undone if you can get it undone yeah just like
0: don't do that don't (laughs) stick your head in the sand yeah that's really valuable advice thank you for sharing (laughs) (laughs) open your mail (laughs) make sure you open your mail and make sure you're not getting sued
1: No, You'll get served. Like if you get sued, you'll know it because they'll deliver the papers to you. That's good.
0: I, when you say that, I think of like the guy who shows up dressed as like a plumber and he's like, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That happens. Like have all different outfits in their car.
1: Yeah. People like I've had to hire investigators to track people down to serve them, wait outside their houses. Like it's real. That's so crazy. I know. (laughs) Welcome to my world.
0: (laughs) Oh, Berkeley. Um, thank you for being here. Um, Berkeley, tell us about how the different ways to work with you. Um, if someone is not ready to work one-on-one, they can get, you've got your template shop. Give us the lowdown.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I have, um, you can find me on at Berkeley Sweet Apple on Instagram. Um, my website's berkeleysweetapple.com, um where I have templates for like your client contracts, website policies, Um, things like that and if you go to that it'll take you over to my law firm website where if you want to work one-on-one um I do free consultations so I'm always open to like a 15-minute chat to talk about whether one-on-one is right or whether like which template somebody should get um and so you can just book a time with me like right on my website to schedule that um like I said I love doing the VIP days um if you're like kind of in Nikki's spot where you're rolling out different products, you have a lot going on, maybe you have a course, maybe you have several contracts you need to get done. Um the VIP day might be a good fit for someone like that. Um but yeah, you can always
0: like reach out to me um and and walk through what you're looking for. Perfect. And we'll link up um your shop in the show notes and your social media as well. So um, if you're ever in a bind or before you get in a bind, be proactive, get your contracts, get your terms and conditions. Um, it's definitely important. Um, one of the most important things to have set up and structured in your business, um, as early on as you can. So thank you, Berkeley, for being thank here. Thank you for having
1: me. This was great. Yes. Yeah, you soon.
0: soon. Okay. Bye.